Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi. Hi. I'm Laura. I'm Carrie. And this is Sexy <laughs> Unique. Sexy Unique. Unique podcast. Tough Sicilian, Tough Sicilian bitches. bitches. <laughs> Huge news JK, out I'm of Carrie. the TSB. I'm Carrie. <laughs> JK, I'm the Carrie. The huge news is that I'm actually Carrie. Um, and I'm actually Lara. <laughs> so <laughs> don't get too confused. But crazy don't news get yesterday. We're just, we're just like, to, we, I know. Crazy, crazy fucking news. news. It was the top story on the Daily Mail celebrity sidebar. It was huge. It was huge. It was groundbreaking. It was earth shattering. It was eye opening. You're like the Gaga meme. <laughs> Incredible. 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 Iconic. Fantastic. Iconic. Dedicated. <laughs> um, Dina Manzo is back at it again. As only Dina Manzo kind can of. be. Well, so basically, it was proven that Dina Manzo's ex-husband hired a member, the brother of the brother of Albert Manzo, who also runs the Brownstone. Yeah. Okay. Brother of Albert Manzo. It's kind of confusing. It took me three reads to really piece together what had happened because I forgot that they right. all are married to each other or were. Yeah. Albert Manzo, Albert Senior's brother hired a member of the Lucchese crime family to what did he do? I already forgot. To like He hired 
to beat up Dina's ex-boyfriend when they were still together. Mm-hmm. And in and return... In exchange, <laughs> in exchange for a deeply, and I quote, deeply discounted wedding at the Brownstone. So someone in the Lucchese crime family wanted like an easy wedding for their kid or their like whatever. They wanted to pay like a thousand dollars for a brownstone extravaganza. And he and said, exchange, okay, they, all you have to do. They brought one of their muscle to beat up his ex-wife's bow. The, like, also, this guy in, who beat them up was a made man. He's like a high ranking captain. So the article said, I was really, yeah, like high ranking captain. He's a made guy in the Lucchese family. And he went on to get in lots of fraud trouble. I mean, they're, I think they were brought up on like racketeering charges and, um, intent to commit wire fraud and stuff. But then this other, this Lucchese crime family guy, he, also was being investigated Wait, because Manzo, he tried... Manzo is is being brought up on wire fraud? Yeah, I think they both are because they're getting charged for like this racketeering for like ha- telling Albert him to... Too? Go... No, 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 not Albert. I think oh, just oh, oh, the oh, 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 brother. Oh. Um, right, right, right. The, but the Lucchese guy, I feel like his name is like, it's like Derpa or something that really didn't seem that Italian to me. <laughs> yeah. Or Perda or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. He is getting in trouble because he, I guess, like said he crashed his Mercedes or totaled his Mercedes and then submitted like an insurance claim to get all the money back. And then they found out like yeah. he didn't actually do that. Whoa. I, okay, so I love just so like did, needing to commit Did it actually fraud. happen? The assault? Yeah, the assault happened. I'm pretty sure they got the wedding. They had the event. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a free wedding, a deeply discounted wedding. That's how much of like shysters the Manzos are. They are truly like they are a crime family. Now I'm thinking back. I'm thinking all the way back to Danielle Staub having security involved whenever she was meeting with Caroline. She knew. And we, She's been she saying did know. it. And we were all sort of gaslit by the Manzos and the Loritas to think that, like, I mean, I think Danielle was a little over the top. But I, I think she was probably, I mean, she was literally like, I don't know if I'm going to get killed. And we were all like, oh, she's, like, deeply has, like, some kind of personality disorder which maybe but also (laughs) she probably was genuinely worried she was gonna get killed yeah or at least like roughed up it means the manzos must long-standing relationship with the like they're the sort of like entertainment yeah the family like because every family has like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i had a friend growing up whose mom was a was a clown for the merlino crime family in philadelphia she was like a party clown <laughs> like she would come and face paint and she was their go-to clown like they they loved her and they wow. always hired her for their, like their kids like you know confirmations or all that shit so like i feel like they have certain familiars <laughs> dina's ex-husband has been arrested because he cut a deal with the lucchese mobster to assault and scar 
her now husband with a slapjack. What's a slapjack? A pancake? No, that's a flapjack. I don't know these oh. terms. <laughs> I know I that's what I thought too. He's gonna hit him in the face with a flapjack. He's throwing he's he's being he's wanted for throwing pancakes at people in North Jersey. <laughs> he's been assaulting people with a deadly flapjack with the deadly pancakes Wait, what and is it? scarring them. So what is okay, it exactly? A slapjack is a card I'm now looking. A slapjack is a card game. But it's also has to be blackjack. No slapjack. I think it's like when you. I don't know. No. I don't know these things. Okay, slap. I'm googling slapjack weapon illegal. Oh, oh my god! A slapjack is an illegal weapon. I think it's like a stick that you can like. It's like a stick that you can like be like, and then beat someone with it. Oh, whoa. Like a bundle? It's a blackjack weapon that most closely resembles a club. Some people call them a leather billy club. Policemen used to use them as well. Of course they did. They were considered nightclubs by some people. Often the blackjack weapon is flexible. It may be created with a long metal tube, then a spring and a metal ball at the end of it. Damn. It's basically just like a club that you can just be like... And then it extends, and then you beat the shit out of someone with it in a parking lot. So, so Dina's boyfriend was beaten with that. Well, beaten. He uh, remember Dina? A, Why not beat her? Beat her. Why not beat her? Thomas Manzo is accused of hiring Lucchese crime family John Perna <laughs> to assault his ex-wife's then boyfriend. He attacked him with a slapjack in the parking lot of a new jersey strip mall at manzo's request wow beaten in a beaten in a new jersey strip mall with a slapjack is peak jersey you know where i'm sure you know where i'm sure it was at i it's in wayne it's in near the way it was in front of wait so dina i just love dina going have you tried beating her have you tried beating him? <laughs> Wait, the attack left the man with a permanent facial scar. Whoa. He was angry. Manza was angry that Dina had moved in with her new boyfriend after they'd separated. And then in exchange for carrying out the attack, prosecutors say Manzo allowed Perna to host a lavish wedding reception at his event venue in Patterson, New Jersey. <sighs> Listen, so all it all you have comes to back do, to it always comes back to the brownstone. So if you, this is like big time wedding hack. And honestly, Stassi and Bo should think about this as they're trying to finance their now canceled yeah. Italian wedding is I'm sure there's some Italian crime families that all they would have to do is go beat someone with a slapjack. It's really insane. It's so, it's also just so like suburban. And like so, Jersey. Like you want a good, you just want a good deal on your niece's <laughs> wedding or something. I just want a lavish wedding. I don't want to have to pay for it. Hey, what can I do? Hey, hey, go so that, on okay. down. So, Tiny Manzo, their father, Tiny Manzo, who was in the mafia, who was whacked by the mob, found in a trunk of a car in a parking lot, another parking lot. 
um, I think at a strip mall as well, or like a, I mean, or like a grocery not? store. Park. Yeah. Um, he also, he ran the brownstone. So I hope it wasn't I mean, Corrado's market where you can get a good panine. Corrado's got a good panine. I need um, a panine. I, I want a panine. <laughs> I want a panine. Um, I can't even do Danielle anymore. We're so far away from like our days. I want a panine. I want a panine. <laughs> I want a panine. I, oh, I can't wait to have a panine. I all, I can't even go into Corrado's market and get a panine. So the brownstone is definitely like has like an axis of like it's definitely been like a a haunt for the mob probably. Absolutely. For you decades. Know, you know in Sopranos when they all like all the captains and the bosses will have big meetings together and like big nice dinners. That's like where you have them is a place like the brownstone. Yeah. I think it probably is like they have like the heads of every family like meet pl- sometimes at like a big banquet hall or like what you're just saying. I think Private. that's definitely. Yeah, they probably have like events for them. And I'm sure I mean, this is all alleged people. So don't please don't be quoting us because I don't want to get like a cease and desist fight. I don't want to be targeted by the Lucchese crime family uh, unless it's like a really sexy gangster who would yeah. like to like target me with his dick, but no other like violent targets. Also like we don't, we're just a podcast, like look yeah. elsewhere. <laughs> please. I don't, <laughs> please Luca. We get like whacked for this. I please know that would be actually the most 2020 thing to happen. I already have a, a scar in my hand from quarantine. So from a, from a mason jar rot scar. So I don't need a, a blackjack, a slapjack rot scar. I really saying. don't want to get slapjacked. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, do you think, is there, a, is there a world where the brownstone is some kind of like laundering place? Or just, I think or, anything or do you think is possible, but they probably keep their books like extremely clean. So they're like, we can't because it's like even the fact that they would be like, we'll give you this wedding, but we'll just make it like crazy discounted is like they're not just going to have something that they can't like bill for and reflect on their yeah. books, you know? And also it's like Albert Sr. has to know about all the shit going on. Like he's a partner in it. And his look... If your if your dad was in the mafia, like even if you're not in it, you're you're affiliated with it. Like you mm-hmm. you know people. I'm sure if not directly involved, the brownstone is like we were just saying, some kind of like a safe space for mobsters to hang. Definitely. Like I'm sure the Manzos like keep good with the crime families of that area with the brownstone and like you know, Carol, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to see it, but you know, I'll tolerate it if they eat the meatballs, like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Is bitch better? Is bitch better? But yeah, it feels, it definitely feels like they're, it's like, you know, in John, did you ever see John Wick? No. Was that more like, you know, like a vampire movie? There's like a bar that's like run by humans that the vampires can hang out at. Yeah. It's like that kind of shit. I feel like. Mm hmm. They just, they know more than they let on. And I think this, like, we're a happy family. We're all about family is just a front for, like, far more nefarious behavior. We laugh big. We love big. And we fight big. And we make up big. 
Also, don't Dina and Caroline not speak anymore? Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's why. I wonder why. Because I wonder you, why the fuck not. Yeah. If your sister... What if your sister literally had like something to do with like your boyfriend getting the shit beat out of him you would definitely not talk to him you know caroline was probably like what how who am i to get in between brothers it's not my business but i think they were fighting before this happened well i mean this could certainly didn't help men yeah <laughs> well also i think I think I heard, didn't we hear that Dina stopped talking to Caroline because she, she had some theory that Caroline was the one who called like the feds on Teresa? Oh, I don't know. I didn't hear that. I think I read somewhere that Dina was, someone said that like, I think one of the readers sent us some like the Jersey gossip site, that one that was like really juicy that we saw Oh, where they okay. were saying something about how like Dina heard or like she believes that the manzos had something to do with the judices getting the feds called on them for one of their scams i don't know wow so it's i think Teresa is the cause of one of the rifts but i think this probably did not bridge the gap well when everyone's doing like a bunch of illegal shit like a great way to get the heat off of you is to go rat out someone else yeah. So like if I'm you an informant. Feed, if you feed someone like Tree and Joe to the feds, you probably yeah. get a pass on like them looking into whatever it is you're doing with your establishment. Are the Manzos Blue Lives Matter? I think that they probably are like outwardly and vocally like Blue Lives Matter, but they would probably just say that to be in good standing with the police. Cause they yeah, also I mean, they had- host what's crazy is they also host those like beer and broad yeah. benefits for the cops. So they're playing both sides, but I feel they like are. they would definitely be like, we love our policemen. We cherish everything they do. Yeah. We love the slapjacks. They love dirty policemen that will like take bribes and help protect them. Caroline has like a whole closet of slapjacks. Which one are you going to use? It's right there in the slapjack closet. <laughs> I, I got a pantry and I got a slapjack pantry. Which it's like slapjack? beef jerky. It comes in all sizes and, and tastes. I have a 14 all incher, flavors. a 9-incher, a 24-incher. What do you want? I Just got a 12-inch a- over here. I opened up my slapjack pantry and I said, wow, I have so many of these. Take one. Take one home with you. Yeah. Yeah, you take one. (laughs) Some people collect beef jerky. I collect slapjacks. (laughs) It's like a big Slim Jim. (laughs) Slap into a slapjack. Am I right? Am I right? (laughs) You know who loves a slapjack? Melania. Melania is always stealing slapjacks from Caroline's slapjack closet. She heard the news this morning and was like, hey, what'd I say? She's like, hey, you should have finished the job. No body, no questions. I told you this shit stink. (laughs) Don't act like your shit don't stink. Manzo fam. Hey. Hey, you're all garbage. You're... (laughs) (laughs) Um, God, it was, that is, that's like the craziest shit. Dino needs to be back on the show. We need her back. 
We've got to have her back. On like, she needs to be on like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because she's in L.A. now. Yeah. Speaking of that, when the fuck is that fucking show coming back? For the love of God, when? Haven't we been through enough? Hold on. I'm looking it up right now. That and New York are just like gone. What the fuck? Well, okay. Also, another speaking of New York, I like can't watch that show anymore. Why? Because Dorinda's such a drunk. No, they're just they're all I can't I don't like any of them. I don't even like Leah. Cause like also I didn't even realize Leah like rides and <laughs> rides for the Leah's like a Federalist stan. What's a Federalist stan? Like that that website, the Federalist that Megan McCain's husband runs, that's like really like dark and like kind of alt-righty and she wrote like an anti me too essay oh i read that i think that she's friends with i'm like oh i subscribe no i'm just kidding i think she (laughs) was friendly with anthony bourdain's did you read the article uh i haven't yet but i just saw it and was like so basically it was I think it got really blown up as like anti me too, but I read it and it was more just saying like kind of calling out Rose McGowan and Aja Argento for like their performative, like me too behavior in the wake of Anthony Bourdain's death. And it kind of was like, it was just about their hypocrisy and, um, kind of a critique of the way they presented themselves and then made this like movement they like co-opted it in a lot of ways it was not as bad as people like there was a lot of like social media outrage over it and then i read it and i was like okay this is not as bad as like people are making it out to be she's canceled laura she's fucking canceled she fucking hates me too no she Um, doesn't she just said like i think everyone you should read the article, not you. Okay, I'll read it. No, I will. But it was interesting. Um, it made me think I was like, maybe she's friendly with Anthony Bourdain's like ex-wife or something. Like it just came from a I different mean, perspective. Yeah. I mean, Rose yeah. McGowan did like she's I mean, she did a lot of good, but she also like she like shamed like there was a trans woman at one of her readings of her book and she like the whole crowd like turned on the trans woman and like the woman was like trying to say like basically like insinuate that Rose was being like turfy and some of her things she was saying about feminism and the trans woman was trying to voice herself and Rose like the kind of the crowd sort of turned on her and like kicked her out and Rose was like I am your sister you know and like was being like yeah. super and like this woman was like what the fuck and like you're there's like lots of holes in what you're saying and and like in your feminism and and Rose was like basically like she was like do not even say anything so like i i don't know i think rose has obviously had some questionable um and did anyone that watched the one episode of her like reality series that oh was supposed God. to be on e can see very clearly that rose mcgowan is deeply unhinged and that's not yeah. to take away from like anything that no, happened she, to her and like i feel she was really brave for what she said that. obviously yeah but also like I'm sorry. You are giving testimonials in your bathtub wearing like a series of unclear turtlenecks. Like you are <laughs> fully you've lost the plot. I just we just do not have time for turfs in 2020. No, but also it's like 
we just don't have time to be like canceling or getting outraged at people for like the dumbest shit. Like if you're going to be canceling anyone, it should be canceling the fucking police and like canceling your city council members that like don't support defunding the police and like canceling canceling your elected official officials that are like, don't have your best interests at heart. Like everything that like everything that just is like, turning on other people that are on your same team is so counterproductive and like it's important to definitely like speak out if you're like if you see something that's like fucked up that someone does but also it's like maybe the energy is better spent like doing other things rather than just being like so pissed off at every little minute thing i want to i also i do want to cancel ramona singer Oh, she's like partying in the Hamptons with Donald Okay, Trump there was Jr. a there was like a raw dog like bareback face party in the Hamptons. Cuz that's what it, it feels like that. And was it uh, outdoors or indoors? It was it was like I think it was both, like at some mansion in the Hamptons for some big developer and Ramona Singer was there as well as Donald Trump Jr. and Kimberly like Goyfile or whatever. And um, Goyfile. <laughs> I don't know what her name is. And uh ramona was there of course without a mask on and leah did call out ramona last week for like returning to new york from palm beach just as new york's outbreak was slowing down and florida's was skyrocketing and like not wearing a mask in florida and like being performative about her yeah like, i loved that pandemic. I was like hell yes no i i agree but then to to be not only at a mask free you know, soiree with the fucking president's garbage son and his garbage girlfriend. I'm just like, Ramona, you are too much. She needs, they just, that show is just, it's, they should just fire all of them. Bring, keep Leah on and bring in people like she knows and just, and just get rid of all the, I'm sorry, get rid of everyone else. Like they're all toxic. They're fucked up. They're like, they're all, most of them have (laughs) alcoholism and need to like deeply address it. And stop rationalizing their horrific behavior. And like, I don't want to see like a fuck. I'm sorry. And I know it's America, but like, I don't want to see a fucking Trump supporter who doesn't, you know, follow scientific protocol on my television screen. Ramona sucks. Yeah. I mean, I would like to see how it plays out between her and Leah for like another season, because I think that that could just be really interesting drama to have like those two opposing viewpoints and like, and it breeds like good conflict and discussion. Like I didn't watch the season um, where... Sorry, I just got heated because I've just been watching New York for so long and I, I'm so... Sorry, keep going. No, I mean, I didn't watch the 2016 season where, like, basically she admits, like, she voted for Trump or, like, Bethany is, like, coming for her over it. But I think that that's, like, it's interesting to know that that, like, it's interesting to know where she stands and to, like, see how people navigate that on TV, I think is, like. Yeah, no, it's interesting. It adds good, it's good conflict and it's, it's like kind of a microcosm for, I mean, don't, I think, I feel like it's kind of better. Like 
yes, Ramona is problematic. I'm not like excusing her behavior or no, whatever. Of course you're like, not. I, I know. I don't think you, I'm not saying you are. I'm just being. I'm yeah. being like, kind of on. I'm not having nuance when I just when I I'm just so. I'm so You're sick of the it. bullshit. I'm over it. I'm over it. When Tinsley left, I was kind of like, now it's Bethany was, was one so thing. Sad when Tinsley left, I did not. I didn't realize it was just going to happen like mid season all of a sudden, and I was like, I did not emotionally prepare for like the Midsommar departure of Tinsley Mortimer. And it was very. It was kind of unceremonious, and she just kind of left, and it was just like, all right, bye, and yeah. Bethany was one thing, Tinsley was another, and I'm just, I'm just, now, like, all the people who were sort of somewhat, I mean, Bethany for sure, Tinsley a little more murky, but at least some semblance of, like, like, morality, <laughs> or, or, or some kind of compass on the show is out the door. And now we have Dorinda, who is, you know, crippled by rage and and grief, mm-hmm. obviously, over what she's been fucking alcohol. I'm sorry. And like, I'm not I shouldn't I should not. One thing I never want to do in my recovery is like, say, tell someone who they are and as an addict, you know, mm-hmm. so like, but it's hard to watch even Leah, Leah, Leah. Leia, it's hard to watch. Leia. It's hard to watch Leah and Luann have a conversation about like why it's okay that they relapse and that it's like fine. Like Luann threatened to kill a police officer, which like love that, love that. But also <laughs> love that. Like, Wish you'd done it, babe. But also, but, like, <laughs> but also like she clearly is out of control when she's. I mean, she she took a boat. As Bethany reminded us, she like took a boat for a spin on the in the Hamptons, and like they, Bethany had to like they had to like call, almost call the Coast Guard to get her off, and like you know what I mean, and, like Tinsley assaulted, got into like a she got into a scuffle, so it's just like there. Sorry, I'm like trying to collect my thoughts, but when you have dire, not yeah, pretty dire or like substantial consequences when you're drinking and then you're like two people are sitting on a couch being like yeah it's okay we're good now it's a Mm -hmm. little it's hard it's i'm just saying it's my opinion that it's hard to watch because it's because i i feel like as though i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm digging myself into a hole i just like it's hard for me to watch people rationalize like toxic behavior especially when it's exacerbated by substances yeah and when it's like close to home in a lot of ways yeah yeah i mean i get that it's it's definitely uh, i just i'm yeah i mean i understand where you're coming from and dorinda is just so mean yeah she's not fun to watch like i definitely enjoy the other women and like even enjoy Ramona to some extent because it's like, yeah, I know who this person is. Like nothing she does is like surprising to me. Like it's very, like she's been the same way from the jump. So it's like, totally. I like, I know what I sign up for when she's like on TV. Um, but Dorinda is like, 
it's unpredictable it's a in a way it's a that's different scary. breed of like just like cruelty without any self-awareness or even humor about it whatsoever and any awareness that she's doing it which is just the craziest part is that one second she can be like screaming at tinsley and like targeting her and then the next she's like i'm a girl's girl like i don't blah 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 like i don't do this shit and it's like you literally 20 minutes ago were just like screaming she likes person she slut shames she she has this sort of like matron of the berkshires like kind of like holier than thou thing going on but then at the same time is like sitting at a charity event next to her friend her old friend aka ramona that that one video of last last season when she's they're at that event for like domestic violence and dorinda is just sitting next to ramona and then going it's important it's important into her ear and you can see the spit flying off her like the spittle like just the venomous wrath that's coming like the hatred that's coming out of her is like so palpable and ramona actually looks afraid like when you're when you're oh and i could like feel her like hot vodka breath like i could like feel that in that moment and it's it's like very uncomfortable to watch Mm mm-hmm I mean, it's just like, it's very much a show that's predicated on plying these women with booze and letting them like, yeah, run off a cliff. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, like, that kind of is now the draw for New York. So. And that it feels a little. I'm, I'm conflicted by that. And I, you know, I'm someone who's like partaken in in this culture of like watching women fight against each other. So sometimes I have like, I sit back and I'm like, am I part of, I mean, I'm definitely part of some kind of like, it's a little emblematic of like, what's, you know what I'm talking about? Like there's like mm-hmm. a misogynistic, obviously like there's, I mean, if you watch housewives, you're, you're actively watching and participating in like misogyny of some degree, but yeah. right. No, maybe take that I mean, out. I no, I, that I think out. that no, I think that you have a point. I mean, like, but then I think about if I was just watching like a bunch of drunk dudes, like that is no. not as exciting or as fun or as funny or lighthearted. And it's like, I think there is there's a no, layer of sure. misogyny, but there's also a layer of like triumph and entertainment i mean like that's like no and there is on the on the flips there's i'm saying it's just one element and i'm saying on the flip side like to your point like these dynamic complicated women who a lot of them are like middle-aged and like women that you wouldn't normally see like starring in a tv show and a lot Mm -hmm. or like being the center the center of a tv show and like that is important and seeing like that dynamics between women and like you know i'm i'm saying the show sort of has a lot of these elements like it's not one thing or the other yeah but i think specifically with new york there's like a train wreck like there's a train wreck aspect that's starting to like grade on me a little fair yeah but on the flip side then in august we have the real housewives of potomac which is the greatest housewives franchise 
I'm going to watch. I'm going to catch up. Talk about Triumph. Wait, can I just start at season two with that? You can. can I would just go. Is it all good? It's all really good. Season one's a little, it's pretty brief. I remember if I remember correctly, like, because they were just trying it out, I think. Mm-hmm. Cause it was a new city, but I mean, it's from the get go. It's they're just, I think they're the most compelling people on that we've seen on, on this, on this, I don't know. It's, it has, it has, and there's like truly like important discussions being held. It's deeply funny. It's, there's like, it's timely and there, it's just more interesting to watch. And they're like, it doesn't feel like New York feels like it's just like they're they know it's a train wreck and they're just like trying to outdo each other almost and like mm-hmm. being the messiest. Potomac, it's like it's like in another it feels like it's in another dimension almost of like like, yes, they're complicated. They fight. They have like drama and like they're petty, but like they're it's just they're they're all they all have way more like autonomy, I feel like than they allow the women on New York to have in a lot of ways. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to watch that. They, the universal they. they. Yeah. I'm not listening. I'm, I've, I'll end with this with New York. I've watched that show since the start. I love it. I've, you know, it's, it's like a part of me. Like I'm not, I'm not like I'm actively in a, like I watch the housewives. I partake in it. We're doing a podcast about the housewives. Like I'm not like, I am not saying, I'm too good for New York. Like I'm going to keep going. I'll keep watching, but it's just right now it's grating on me because there's just so much toxic behavior and there's no counter to it. I feel like Mm -hmm. there's no like foil. Like Bethany used to be the foil and even Tinsley was sort of a foil for it because she was Tinsley was not afraid to call out like Dorinda. Yeah. But now it's like, I don't Hopefully know. Leah steps into that role and she becomes a she foil. Will. I have like really high hopes for her. Oh, I, d- I think she's going to really be like taken to her. And she, I think is sober now. She just posted that she had a, got a three month chip. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And she is selling one of her like bucket hat, see-through bucket hats. She designed a special see-through bucket hat, which I was like, well, do I need one of these? <laughs> We both need them. I love someone commented on her like bucket hat post and was like, if only it had like a brim that wasn't see-through, I would totally get it. And then Leah commented back. She goes, who cares? It's supposed to be fun, not functional. And I was like, love, I love that. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> no, I think, I think however you feel about Leah, I do, I do see her as being like one of the new, like she's going to be on that show for a while. Yeah, and she could even usher in like a new guard. I would love for her sister to be on the show. Yeah, I um, want. I we need to have some. We need a little young blood to mix. Oh, we need to have some women of color, like more represent. Like I, I want more of like the New York that it actually is exists. You know. Mm-hmm. And and a gay man would love a gay guy. Need some queer people on that show. Yeah, I'm ready. <sighs> Speaking of a show with one queer person on it, Greg. Greg, we're looking at you. Greg, we God love you. Oh, Greg. This episode was hard to watch, 
but it was also really really amazing yeah i was like riveted i was like finally some like because i feel like this season aside from like the brawl and kind of the drama that followed the brawl has been like it just started off with such a bang that you can't really Mm -hmm. go anywhere from there so this felt like okay we're ramping it back up this has like a point um yeah but winter has fallen winter has fallen and jersey in winter post new year's ain't where you want to be yeah no what you said earlier about wanting to live there let's let's revisit that now that you've seen what new jersey is like i said i want to go stay there through christmas (laughs) and then 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 maybe maybe do the brownstone on new year's eve maybe only for a discounted rate and yeah. then get back to sunshine place. I know. Look, I've, <laughs> I know Jersey winters well. It's, I mean, after like a Chicago, like doing Chicago oh, you, winters you in college, it. I was like, it's over for me. That period of it's literally January through about end of May is just like a constant barrage of it's cold. a vortex. And then it's also like February is the worst month on the planet in those kinds of like wintry locations. Mm-hmm. This is that like two weeks after New Year's January where it's just oh, like a whole year ahead of us. Mm-hmm. You're just like God. every day I'm cold. Like, if I go outside, it's going to be freezing. And still, now that we're in the time that we live in, every time I watch like a show from two, specifically from like 2011, I'm like, wow, they have no idea what's coming. No, they live in a fully different world. <laughs> they live in another dimension, in fact. Yeah. They're in the Matrix. Uh, they, I mean, wow. So we start off, Teresa's doing a photo shoot. Teresa's kind of takes a backseat in this episode. Yeah. And it was nice to have a little bit of a break from her. I, I was loving the photo shoot. It, we, we really kicked things off in like an Italian way. Oh, yeah. She was like, tell no, no, what to get the cab of Dali. Filomia. Filomena. Oh, bring Filomena goes, oh, Gabriella, bring the pasta. She'll bring out the napkins here. And Gabriella like brings a napkin to Joe and like slaps it in a pile of sauce. And he was like, why you got to put it in the sauce? (laughs) And you just see a shot of Gabrielle just. Mm. (laughs) They're doing a photo shoot. Not happy. Melania is truly pissed. Well, they're doing a photo shoot for Teresa's Fabulicious. And the photo shoot is centered around her family. So she's doing like specifically a shot with like her mom, her and Gia, like the three generations but they have also a whole... like a shoot of all of them at the table yeah Adriana and included like, Teresa has to do like three different speeches for some like b-roll thing they're doing and they have a whole film crew there and they all look miserable they're in hell melania literally hates her life is like groaning moaning and yeah. groaning so angry and then at one point melania is like oh and joe goes melania shut up (laughs) shut up melania shut up melania i was like damn he really just talks to her like another dude um Teresa goes we're leaving we're leaving all the bad behind in 2010 and i went oh i wrote oh honey (laughs) you wish (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, buckle up, bitch, because <laughs> you're going to jail. Joe's going to jail. Joe's getting deported. He's gone forever. Coronavirus <laughs> is going to hit. <laughs> and we still um, haven't even seen the worst of anything yet. I know. Uh, the ben photographer Fink. at one point. Yeah, the Sorry, photographer what? Ben Fink. Ugh. He's an asshole. I don't like him at all. He has a terrible attitude and like he's not like a can do personality. He's definitely like in from the city. He's not feeling this family and he's kind of passive aggressive. And at one point he just turns to his like one of the his associates and or his colleagues and just goes, This is insane. I think we have to shut it down. Because Gia's just having a there there's just one shot of Nona, Teresa, and Gia, and they're over some like manicotti and Gia is just frowning. And at one point M- Melania comes up and Gia goes, Get out of here! <laughs> I thought Melania walked away and said that to the photographer. No, Gia went, Get out of here! Get out of here! I got when that. When she does that voice, when she screams at her sisters, her voice always drops. Yeah, she goes into like rage, a place of rage. Gia and this gay hate each other. They hate each other. He's like, can you just smile? Just one smile. Can you just smile once, Gia? Just smile. And then she kind of is like, mm, and then is like, her face immediately drops after he gets his shot and she just like walks off and he goes, thank you, Gia. I know that was a challenge for you. I know. <laughs> I'm just like, what? You're talking shit to like an eight year old. I know. Like, there's also, there's also a hundred people in their house. Yeah, like, how miserable is your life that you're going to be, like, passive-aggressive to an eight-year-old? I know. It's insane. He's um, literally, like, a 35-year-old man. I mean, look, Thank you, to be Gia. fair... I know that was a challenge for you. To be fair, <laughs> I kind of get it. If I was Gia, I'd be like, mm, like, throw up a hefty middle finger in his general direction. I mean, yeah, like, these, I, this family's insane. They're out of control. But also, it's I like... Would, I could, like, see myself saying... <laughs> you would you would do a talk shit to a child. <laughs> you would talk shit to a child, for sure. But, but it would be warranted. I know that was a challenge for you. I know that was a challenge for you. <laughs> Real talk, one time I was doing... Uh, <laughs> one time simon was teaching a slime class to like a bunch of very privileged kids mm-hmm. and this one girl was such a brat and she was wearing like slippers that were like probably more expensive than like my car <laughs> and she at one point said like i'm doing a better job than simon and i went no you're not <laughs> <laughs> I love when kids like get under adult skin because like I guess technically they shouldn't because it's like you're a little idiot like you don't know anything like you could literally be killed at any given moment like you're helpless hopeless I know pretty worthless in the society at this point but like they really do they can do a good job of it Oh yeah Gia and Gia knows no, what she's doing not. with that No you're not no you're not no you're not i went i didn't say it like that i was like well i think he's doing i mean he's he's doing a good job (laughs) i love like reasoning he's actually doing really good okay please don't say that 
No, I think he's I think he's doing a good job. No, I he's doing good. He's doing a great job. Okay? He's 35. <laughs> 35. Oh, I know that was I'm 30. I'm thank 31. You, Gia. I know that was really hard for you. I know that was a challenge for you. I know that was a challenge for you. Do kids Shut understand like cuntiness? Yeah. They do. I'm like kid so, listeners. I'm like any five year old, five to eight year olds out there. Do you understand what it means when someone's cunty to you? My sister used to be a nanny for this girl in New York when she went to Columbia and she was like from like a, you know, Tony family up uptown. Mm-hmm. And the girl was like five or something. And she was adorable, but like very smart. And they were at the playground once and they saw a friend of hers from like kindergarten or whatever. And the girl said something to the girl that my sister was babysitting and the the girl my sister was with went, ah, ha, 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 you're so funny. And then she turned to my sister very quietly and she goes, I don't actually think she's funny. Uh, <laughs> my sister oh. was like, oh my God. So I think they do. Okay. I want any readers... Write a, the, any readers that are also patrons. I want to know the cuntiest thing you've ever said to a child, and then mm-hmm. I want to know the cuntiest thing a child's ever said to you. Yeah, and we'll read them on the we'll read them on next week's bonus episode. Yeah. Sexyuniquepodcast at gmail dot com. I don't actually think she's funny. I don't actually think she's funny. Thank you, Gia. I know that was a real challenge for you. Okay, Ben Fink. <laughs> She like stared at him and then like walked off. She was just like eye rolled and was out of there. And he just heard Joe go, shut up, Melania. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> um, Kathy and Rich are trying to decide if they should have the talk with their daughter, Victoria. Okay. I just have to say this whole plot line of like preserving her sanctity. I was like, I don't need to say this. Mm mm. Let's. I don't want to say. Uh, like I was just like this. This whole thing is like weird and like I'm. I don't know. Also, like let's just normalize talking about sex with your kids. Yeah. Like it's not that big of a deal. Literally, their sex is the reason that they exist. So like it should just be a yeah. free topic to like discuss. And like it, there does not have to be like all this like preciousness and like weirdness around it. Kathy says, Victoria inherited the party gene. <laughs> what? what? She's like an alcoholic. Like, what does that mean? Victoria's into PNP. Victoria inherited the meth gene. The PNP gene. The PNP um, gene. Also, that glamour shot of Vicky on the wall was like truly iconic yeah and like, i was looking that. like a greaser she looks so good i know i love the i just love i want glamour shots like that I you have them have glamour shots i remember i was like so gung-ho on getting glamour shots my mom would not let me get them for forever and then yeah. finally i think when i turned like maybe 12 or 13 or something i finally was allowed to like go get my glamour shots. And then I talked to my little sister and little brother into getting glamour shots too. And like 
but they had to let me style them. And so, like, I styled, like, my brother in, like, a varsity jacket and then, like, a leather jacket. And then my sister had, like, a bowl cut. And I put her in, like, a... She was wearing... She was, like, like, topless with just, like, a feather boa. It was incredibly inappropriate now that I think about it. Like, her shoulders (laughs) exposed. How old old was she? She must have been, like, six or seven. If I was... Like, I'm five years older than her. But I just remember it's the weirdest sensibility because it wasn't, like... It wasn't sexy and it wasn't even childish. No, of course. Like, she had hair like Caroline Manzo, but then, like, was also, like, a six-year-old in a bow. It was very strange. Kids are so weird. Kids are so weird. Or like the vision you have for the world at that point is like truly bizarre. Even yeah. at 12. I mean, she was de- difficult to style. That haircut made it difficult to style, but I was trying to yeah. get her into like lots of different looks and like really get things going for her. Maybe I the haircut was like a little grown out. And then I felt like extreme glamour. I wore like a velvet a velvet shirt from the gap i had my mom had oil paintings done of my sister and me well she had one done of my sister and then i think they were like we'll get carrie one too and like later when i was 17 Mm -hmm. she had this woman came over who painted it and like took photos of me and in my like school uniform oh my god and my mom but my mom like wanted me to look younger than i was like she wanted she wanted it to be like me immortalized as like a little boy she's like <laughs> i wanted to 17 look. at the time i was 17 great and she was like my sister had this like i mean there it was it was a great it was a great painting but like my mom wanted me to look like she wanted to capture like the boyhood of or you know what i mean and it was just like so that was like my only real like glamour shot experience mm-hmm. i love it's funny so how old were you in the in the painting like 10 or 11 (laughs) story of my life i love did you have to stand for a long time and like pose or it was mostly like she took photos and then she just took she took photos i mean my sister had this like glorious like one that she had done at 16 that was like it was hanging in her home and like my parents would have people over and they would all like flock to it and be like wow and then i think they were like oh we'll get carry one too we need to even this out a little bit yeah yeah we need to even this out but it was oh fun God. but that was my only experience with glam i glamour shot should really come back it's like a shame that they i tried to find one but they like are not around anymore that was you like, need the to do best one with place Tony. ever i know I would love nothing more than to get a glamour shot with Tony. I would actually love an oil painting with Tony. If anyone out there paints, I would love a portrait with me and Sir Tony. You should. Yeah. That's the next step. The next step. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Laura, what's the first thing you do if you had a little more time in the day? Mm, I'd probably just spend even more time with Tony than I already do. That's the best answer you could get. I spend most of my life wishing that Tony and I had more time together on this planet. It's scary to think about mortality and time passing. I do a lot of that. Don't we know it? But you know what can help when it comes to obsessive, intrusive thoughts about the passage of time and mortality and the fact that all of our dogs will die someday? What? Therapy. Oh, I've been in therapy since my mid-20s, and it's been an on and off thing. Sometimes I'm in it, sometimes I'm not, but I always feel better when I'm consistently going to therapy. I think it's probably the most important thing you can do for yourself if you can do it. I agree 100%. I've had pretty radical life changes over the past five to 10 years. And a huge part of that has been thanks to finding a therapist and working with a therapist regularly to like, help me break some negative patterns, negative thought processes, and overall become a, a version of myself that I really love. Also, the past five years has been extremely chaotic and destabilizing for so many of us. I think therapy is even more vital now than it's ever been for everyone in the history of time. <laughs> <laughs> If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SexyUnique today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sexy unique. Um, Christopher has a job is bartending at, at this place called the wicked wolf in Hoboken. 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 And he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like on demand doesn't pay it on its own. I, I like, like Christopher. Jesus. He's taking initiative. Too. He's like getting out there, getting his bartending job. I'll bet he makes a yeah, lot of I, good money and like great tips at the Wicked Wolf. At the Wicked Wolf, he's got his head on straight. He's got like a good thing going for middle. He's the middle child, right? He's the youngest. He's the youngest. Yeah, yeah. they did it right with him. Yeah, he's he's great. He's very. I feel like they kind of work it out. In like a multi-kid family. Oh, I'm not multi-kid, but I'm the youngest. 
yeah, like they work it, they work it out like that they kind do. of independence for themselves. They have a lot of into- uh, uh, autonomy. Yeah. But the whole Lorita Manzo clan plus Greg walks in to pay him a visit. Ashley flops in with a floppy beanie. Her purple beanie. Pouting. She looks so hungover. She has like perma hungover face. She has MDMA face. When you're that age and you're staying out all night, you're like binge drinking every night. Like you're just, your skin is like in a sallow zone 24 seconds. Cause you're also like still like hormone, like you're still, your body's still like changing and you're when you're 20, like you're not Mm. really an adult yet. No. In so many ways. It's like, like my skin used to break out all the time in college because I was fucking tr- drinking beer all the time. Yeah, you both are and aren't. It's a weird neither world phase. Neither world. Honestly, you should be allowed to drink at eighteen. It's insane that you're not allowed to. Like it's such an arbitrary. Yeah. Got like rule. In America, I know my dad. My dad, it's weird to hear about like my parents like going to the bar after high school, like senior year. Because they used to be. Well, did it because they were around. It was 18, yeah. When did it change to 21? The 80s? I don't know. Whoa. I didn't realize that. I thought it had always been 21. Mm mm. Another history lesson. Um,. They're like, Ashley, you can't take a shot. And she's like, I know. And then Lauren says, she reminds me of myself when I was 20 years old. Lazy with no ambition. And I wrote, you're 23. Yeah. Um. Okay, the Lauren. Fuck? Chris is a year older than Ashley. This is a classic like 23-year-old's perspective. I went, you run a makeup bar called Mally that your parents pay for. Yeah, which I think a reader sent us in a tip that Mally isn't even like her makeup line. It's like an MLM scheme. It's like an Avon or some sort of line like that where you can like sell it and try and get other people to buy it. It's like a Ponzi scheme. Listen, we've all been nice hair. (laughs) Nice bag of great hair. I I told I mean, I've, I've like interviewed for jobs that were clearly pyramid schemes. Like marketing jobs, but didn't I get you run it. away from that job? One of them, I, I I I went to the bathroom during the interview and I ran to my car because <laughs> <laughs> they wanted me to go. They wanted me to go door to door to give out coupons for some like MLMs MLM scheme. Yeah. Um, Ashley says she can't pick an interest. She has too many interests and she can't just pick one. And it's really stressful working on Lauren's shirt. And then Jacqueline reveals that recently Ashley's friend rolled her car while drunk and the police came to the Jacqueline and Chris's house in like the middle of the night because ja- Ashley was like associated with her. So I think Ashley is actually partying and like going a lot harder than they're really showing us because yeah. their level of concern is like, I mean, they allude to it a lot and they're like, she goes out all night and sleeps all day, but it's like, they don't really I feel for everyone in this situation because like Ashley's parents like are not taking a stand against her. Like 
obviously no. someone's giving her money to go out all the time or someone bought her a car so as like allowing her to do all this shit so like it's kind of on you guys too yeah you have to i mean at some point if someone's in that state like you have to step in like if you're if you're watching someone rock bottom at a, at a certain point you have to realize like obviously they have they're responsible for themselves but when you're under that when you're in a spell like that like you you sort of lose your rational mind a little so you need someone to at least sometimes you need an external like cutoff zone moment or like someone stepping in and just saying no or like blocking you from getting out the door you know what i mean like just to like snap you out of it so like you can't just sit back and give her out $60 to go. Yeah. They don't enforce, they don't have a lot of boundaries with her. So like they enable her to do all this like behavior that they don't like. And then they like come down on her for doing it when they're the ones that are helping her do it in the first place. So it's just like she's this never ending cycle. I think, yeah, I think it feeds into this weird dynamic where like Ashley is sort of like a punching bag for the, the family. And, like, they all shit on her. The cousins all make fun of her. Like, it's she's sort of the scapegoat. And I think... I think... They're they're justified in their concern and, like, frustration with her. But they also, like, I think, take out... Stuff on her. Totally. I mean... It's kind of dark. It's really dark. Like It's really dark. Way- and... Unfortunately for Ashley, she just has, like, a very hateable vibe. So she doesn't make it, like easy for her but at the same time it's like even when later when they're like about to have that intervention the brunch intervention they spend the whole lead up like just like shit talking ashley before she gets there i was like this is not gonna help like you're all steamed and fired up like this is not gonna help you like communicate effectively with this like girl and they're all drinking bloody marys yeah it's like they it's just truly their actions don't match their words. And in that respect, I have a lot of empathy for Ashley because I'm just like, it would really irritate the fuck out of me to be in her situation. It feels like the blind is leading the blind. They very much are. And, and I think I wanted to like slap Albie across the face when he was like trolling her. Mm-hmm. He was there. Like they're, they're like really like Greg is actually like the only one who's like, Ask Ashley how she's doing. Yeah. And like, they, they're they all like, they're just mean to her. And it's, and like you said, like, I, she doesn't, she doesn't make it hard for them to be mean to her, but, but that's they no should excuse. all, they should all grow up a little. Just because someone's a fucking idiot asshole doesn't mean that they deserve for people to be mean to them all the time. Like her, her self esteem. Like you can see, there's like a shot. They do like a, this very poetic shot where they zoom in on her in the mirror of and behind the bar, and you just see her looking down as they're all like making jokes about her, and she's like kind of smiling, but you can see that she's like half looks like she wants to burst into tears. Totally, and if you get that much attention for being like a fuck up, it starts to just become who you are self-fulfilling prophecy who you are and like a role that you're almost like cast in by your own family and like you're expected to kind of play the part 
Mm-hmm. And it and feel you- it starts to feel like it would be easy to slide into a pattern of that because it feel it's conf- a confirmation when you act out and then get that kind of reaction. It like just becomes this self-perpetuating cycle. Yeah. And it alienates her further and sort of like validates her feeling like everyone's like against her. It feeds into her like kind of delusional perception of the situation because she's clouded by immaturity and like drugs. Yeah. (laughs) And then Ashley, Jacqueline and Chris slip out of the bar and Ashley goes, wow, she goes, my mom just left. (laughs) (laughs) And then outside we see that Ashley's biological father and her stepmom are outside. Mm -hmm. And I I wrote, what'd you write? I wrote Ashley's dad is hot. Rami. <laughs> He's hot. He's attractive. She I wrote, "Oh, that's sweet for her." <laughs> <laughs> I love our different approaches. No, I also I also dad. I also wrote I'm emotional. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's cute." But then she called him daddy and I'm always weirded out by an adult that calls yeah. her dad daddy. He sits down at the bar next to her and she turns around and Ashley goes, "Oh, And then her stepmom Jody is on the other side. Jody's I love Jody. She Jody's great. Is real stepmom energy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like she knows. just is like I just know like I just understand that stepmom vibe is very much like I feel like Jody's kind of maybe reminding me a little bit of my like current stepmom, Jenny. And I appreciate that. Yeah, like a like a she a cares. Figure, uh, she's invested, but she has but she knows like her place. Yeah, or like there she knows that there's like a boundary, right? Like mm-hmm. every step parent probably knows that there is like a boundary. They may or they may not know. <laughs> and Ideally, that's the fun and that's the fun in Jody, <laughs> and that's the uh, fun in a step parent. Um. It's cute to me that Jacqueline is close with Ashley's dad and wife. Like I, that is like, it was an unexpected happy twist. Chris, Lorita and her dad text. I love it. They're like pals. Also, her dad has had a facelift of some kind. Maybe it's steroids. He's big. Yeah, maybe it could just be like HGH. Rami. <laughs> Rami. What? I wrote I can say that something's emotional and then also in this in the same hey, breath. Absolutely. Both can exist at once. Wow. I'm not wow. I truly I understand. I understand from all angles. I have a thing for like bald daddies. Bald daddies. I do. Yeah. I was like Like Corey Corey Stahl. Oh Rami. 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 R- R.M. Rami Malik. Rami Malik. My hole. <laughs> Rawmyhole.gov. And there, we were watching this FX show called The Strain that was like not that good. Uh, it was, yeah, The Strain. He was in it and he wore a wig and I was kind of like more into him bald. Yeah. I first, when he first came on the scene was like Midnight in Paris 
And that's when I was like, who is this man? Playing like drunk Ernest Hemingway. I was like, that's when I was first like raw me. And then <laughs> when I watched <laughs> PMH. Plow my whole PMH P plow my whole please. When I watched what's that Kevin Spacey fucking Netflix show? House of Cards. He House was of so Cats. tragic in that. He was so tragic, but that was a Rami part two. And then <laughs> the strain, which was great for the or was it even great for the first season? It was- it was good in like the first half of the first season and then it got like crazy. And then the uh, second season there was this whole plot with like blind children that I was like, No. Guys, it's like stop we're not doing guys. That. Yeah. Yeah, I was a strain head. I think I didn't even finish like the finale of the first season because I was like, Y'all went too far. You lost me. But, but the plow me PMHP energy still existed for me. A place of plow me. A total plow. Speed the plow. (laughs) See Lohan. Remember? I'll never forget. That was like her big, that was like a big moment for Lindsay. It was a huge moment. She did a play. Did she do a play for like a week? How long did it last? Speed the plow. I think it lasted like three weeks. But she, that would started her European journey. Mm -hmm. She never came back after that. Hashtag speed the plow is exactly how i feel about Corey. Corey and joe gorga on let's be i just have to be honest speed the plow all joe <sighs> and ben mendelson oh my god don't even fucking talk to me about ben mendelson <laughs> i want him to lisp all over my entire naked body <laughs> and (laughs) i don't i can't even watch like you're not mincing words i can't watch um bloodline yet because i'm like i can't handle my own like he's really hot my own plow energy will be it's like too much so i'm also saving it i'm just saving that also actually I'd love to be just Eiffel Towered. Yeah. Speed the plow from both sides. <laughs> <laughs> that show has everything. It has Ch- Kyle Chandler, Sissy Spacek, and Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, just a- and, a stat- and an underwater statue. I'm in. Okay. I'm, my new initiative is watching Potomac. And yes. bloodline. That's it. <laughs> and the strain. <laughs> and I've already seen the first half of season one. I got my plow energy, but I'm ready for more Corey Stoll vehicles there's in al- my life. There's also a um there's like a, a and then I'll go back to the TSB, but there's a computer hacker in the strain who's like this hot like British British girl, British woman. Mm-hmm. And she's like She's always she's like Kieran. She just talks like Kieran Knightley, and she's always saying like, "Like, did you miss me?" You know, like she's always like pithy and so funny. Yeah. Um, strainheads no. Strainheads no. 
Oh my so we god. So we go to the Gorgas house. Sorry, but then what? we'll go Hoistols and Ratchet. The nurse Ratchet show that oh. Ryan Murphy's doing. I wonder oh. if he's gonna be plow energy or just like Nunca. Probably that both. With Sarah Paulson. Mm-hmm. He'll be both. He'll be both. Which is even which is the best plow energy when it's like best. a true Nunca and then you're just like speed the PMHP plow. energy. Mm-hmm. He's in billions. Maybe I need to watch that. I'll let you do that. Yeah. I'm not watching that show. And fair. Um so then we go to the the Gorga house. Melissa and, and Kimmy and Lisa come come over to see the baby sister. Mm-hmm. I just wrote they're iconic. Lisa is truly an icon to me. She got mm-hmm. punched in the face by Philomena. Uh, <laughs> never forget. <laughs> NF, never forget. And Melissa is still really rooted out by Tree's digs about her singing. And she's uh, allowed to be. Like, Tree was really rude to her. Not only did she say, no, you can't be in our family cookbook, she completely, like, deflated her hive of being like, wow, my loving husband just built me a studio. Like, I'm gonna, I'm recording with some really talented producers. Anyone can be a singer now. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what I wrote? I wrote... The sisters are... They're, like, really good sisters to Melissa. They are. It made me wish that I had... A trio of sisters like two sisters yeah like they they tell her that they went to a psychic and they hurt their late father came through and he kind of he alluded to melissa's singing career and they just they you know what they, they i wrote they said what melissa needed to hear they're supporting her they are and at first, I thought maybe they were a little jealous of of Melissa, but I actually don't think they are. I think it's true, like big sister, like just being like maternal and loving. Yeah, they love her and they want her to be happy. They want her to thrive. But then we found out that Melissa is strictly anti psychic. She goes, "I don't even believe in that, but I believe this." That's <laughs> she's how like, it starts. She, she's the God Warrior. Mm-hmm gargoyles Jesus. gargoyles crystal balls <laughs> what did you Warlock! call <laughs> trump's girlfriend kimberly garfoil <laughs> kimberly go file file i don't know she used to be ga- she, used, she used to be the first lady of san francisco she was Gazim, gavin newsom's ex-wife did you know that no. She pivoted from Gavin Newsom to Donald Trump Jr. Oof, like downgrade. She was basically going to be like the first lady, the, the first lady of California. And then like went alt right. Crazy. Crazy. Also, the Trump guys are so disgusting. They're those jeans. Oh, inbred. Oh, my God. I read a really good blind item on that instagram account du moi actually it wasn't a blind item it was just like celeb gossip but Mm -hmm. that said that ivanka trump her hair none of her hair is real she has the same like thinning hair as her father and her hair is completely made out of extensions and then someone else like confirmed it 
like oh. hairstylists were writing in and i was like i don't know why i've just been like so bolstered and excited by that news for days now that's really kept me going just knowing that her hair is fully a lie and i think well, that that's actually for her the biggest kind of karmic retribution that could be like mm-hmm. wreaked on her spirit is to just have like thin trump wispy thin trump hair her hair looks like multicolored cheese sticks yeah it's just all extensions it's literally like a like yeah it's not it's not the look and it's like kelly and conway's but it's not even like a weave it's just like probably individual little it's crazy extensions that's what hate and like white supremacy does to you over time. It just thins Thin you out. Hair right out. It's like the book Thinner by Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Like Kellyanne Conway has been cursed. Like her yeah. hair was falling out at one point. Now she's her like plastic surgery. I got to give it up to her because no, what she a chain, what a fucking makeover. <laughs> she extreme. She swanned herself and no one is really like talking about it. I mean, people, are I like, know, oh. but then we all just forgot. <laughs> but like she, she uncanny valley does did. She literally did the swan just to herself. And now she's competing in a beauty pageant of one. No. And she kind of. Things are so crazy right now that she just did it knowing full well that no one would really say anything. And no one did. Like the, like the, the press day. kind of just, we, we were all everyone I'm sure everyone was like, Whoa, oh. hey. Mm. Oh. Whoa. Mm. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And uh and we're going. Yeah. Has it was anyone it's, ever done that before where they fully just like transformed their entire being of physicality mid like that's just like not a thing like politicians do is get like a glamorous makeover like mid term it is it's pretty wild it's wild it's wild that she did that more power to her i fully am like everyone should get plastic surgery who wants plastic surgery but like I it's, just feel like it was, it's an important it was shocking. thing that we're not talking about enough. It was it was it was shocking. I'm just looking at it. It's insane. It's really insane. Um Okay. Caroline is cleaning out her closet. Caroline's cleaning out her closet. Her closet looks like a massive men's section. Yeah, of, it's a, it's a really Dillard's men's section. <laughs> um i just wrote now it's just bleak and nj winter mm-hmm. we cut to the manzo's house caroline's just bragging about how like none of her clothes fit anymore because she's lost so much weight the, this old song and dance in front of, in front of I, lauren i used to be 92 pounds then i got up to 145 but she's big she must be like five foot tall if that's like big for her she's two feet tall i'm two feet tall remember karen danielle 
She's, she's not a not supermodel. A she's four foot tall. She's four foot tall. <laughs> um, but she's saying it in front Lauren. I don't know. I just feel like all the things she's saying to Lauren are like not good. Like she's talking yeah. about how like much weight she's lost in front of her and like she's it's like I don't know. There's just something careless about it. Yeah, she's approaching like Lauren's own struggles with self-esteem in a really wild way. At one point like, she goes, hey, she goes, you got you got eight pounds of sausage in a five pound bag. So wrote, what? The fuck? Caroline, I, I come to someone and I'm like, God, I really am like feeling bad about my body. I feel really like fat lately and like. I just don't feel good about myself. Like, I wish I could lose weight. And then they turned to me and said, maybe you got eight pounds of sausage in a five pound bag. So what? I would be like, literally fist yourself. I'm never speaking to you about this again. I was like, you said that to your human daughter. You, you said so- <laughs> told her she was a sausage. She's a stuffed sausage that she's stuffing eight pounds of sausage into her five pound skin bag. But it doesn't matter. And then I just like, holy cry. shit. Yeah, it was not, not. And then Lauren goes. Lauren says, "No matter, I know. No matter how I look, I'm not gonna like how I look." And then you just see Caroline wipe a tear away, and she goes, "I don't like to hear that." It's like she's doing get that, a like, fucking therapist histrionic in, to like, parent thing where, like, if you react. Like, if your child tells you something and your reaction goes above and beyond their own emotional level, like, you're making it worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, if your kid comes to you and says, it doesn't matter wh- wh- what weight I am, I'm never going to like the way I look, it's, like, time for, it's therapy time. Don't say five, eight pounds of sausage in a five-pound bag. You don't tell sorry. them. You may be an overstuffed sausage, but so what? Don't reduce them to deli, to a to a butcher shop. I don't. Know, it's just it felt very like I was deeply uncomfortable watching. I was uncomfortable too. And also then when she's like, you know, I, I really like think your problem. That. I really think your problem comes down to how much you exercise. It's like no, we're not like we need to get like an actionable plan in place for like how to feel good in your body. And that doesn't necessarily. Mm. It doesn't have to do with like weight or the number on the scale it's just like what can we do to feel really good i don't know this was a conversation that would have better been would have been better to have off camera yeah Yeah. this whole episode was a little like let's do this off camera yeah and i think it's like because they don't have someone like danielle who's like mixing shit up 24 7 they have to resort to like Having their, their, their family, internal, their actual family yeah. drama play out on screen, yeah. which is very unhealthy for everyone. I think dealing with Danielle Snob actually is way more healthy than what <laughs> they're do. doing now. I do too. Um, Ashley at the Loretta's house, Ashley tells Jacqueline now that she's thinking of California. She's quote, looking into California. I wrote, oh, honey. She goes, in California, I can just focus on me. <laughs> It was like same. She's Jacqueline's like, okay, so do you have? Do you think maybe getting a job first to save some money up for that? And she's like, well, mom, that's why I would go to California to get a job. And Jacqueline's like, okay. And then under her breath, Ashley goes, 
just can't wait to like be away from toxic people like you in California. <laughs> and Jacqueline goes, excuse me? He goes, what? They're two like sisters, essentially. Yeah. They're too well, close they were... in age. I know. Just can't wait for... Just want a fresh start away from toxic people. California. I'm thinking California now. I'm looking into California. That's me when I, before I came to LA. Me too. Like Googling it. <laughs> literally. She watching, literally. She's like watching the hills and looking into California, which is exactly what I did. <laughs> Googling I, like hillside villas, trying to figure out where the fuck these people are living. She goes, she goes, yeah, I've been doing research. <laughs> okay. Her research was literally pulling up askjeeves.com and like <laughs> looking at pictures of California like, pictures California of like California question mark. Yeah. I want to know, did Ashley California. ever go to <laughs> <laughs> no I, or no, she, I think she did briefly, but she's, she has a kid now. Yeah. She has a podcast now too. She also deleted her Instagram. I, I went to that. look this morning. I hope she's okay. I think she's, do- I think she's doing well. Seems like um, the, having a kid. I'm not going to say that. Can of worms. Maybe delete that. What? The having a kid maybe gave her some stability. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't want to seem like I'm like, she needed to have a kid. No, I don't. I did not take that away. Okay. I was like, I followed exactly what you were saying. Um, California? California? Mark. Question mark. And she's like, hmm. I'm looking into it. Victoria and Kathy shop for prom dresses at, at truly, the fig leaf. This dress shop <laughs> looks like there was this costume store near me in South Jersey <laughs> called like oh god it had this Italian name it was this big emporium of like costumes and it was a little like that eyes wide shut moment with like Lily Sobieski not this like is them full being Lily not like that element but just the, they're like the masks. This and we went in there a few times. Basement, like dress yeah. barn. It smells like I feel like it smells like mothballs. I was like, there's no rhyme or reason to anything that's in there. It's just like tulle, mm-hmm. taffeta, and sequins everywhere on like wood paneled walls. I felt like the walls were caving in as I watched this. And I think Vicky did too. Her blue dress also is hideously ugly. It was, it was horrific. I. They were all like, "Wow, you look so amazing!" And I thought the dress she had on before was great—the sequin one. Yeah, I thought the that one was shoulder cute. that was cute and felt yeah, that like was cute. age appropriate and like. I know Kathy was like, oh, "Goes to prom." Yeah, Kathy was like, "I don't know about that one." I was like, "This is great. She looks actually like super her age, and it's really cute." And this, like, fish dress, queen of the fish, <laughs> the queen Pisces. Of- I couldn't. The blonde lady who owns or works at this shop, you hear her mutter and she goes, oh, that is sexy. I was like, what the fuck drugs are you on? But also they went from... That dress was not sexy. But also, it it was just not... She looked like she was 48 in it. Like it made her... It aged her up so... And she was trying to make her look her age, but it made her look so much older. 
Yeah, it was like a really busted like pageant queen gown. Kathy wanted her to look like the Starbucks woman. <laughs> Kathy wants her to wear like a full like like prairie dress. Yeah. She wants no skin showing. She wants her to wear like a pinafore and like little Mary Janes. But that was I thought I'm I was like when she came out in that one dress I went, "Oh, that's cute." I was like, "I would wear that." Mhm. And then when she came out in this like mermaid dress, I was like, "Oh!" I truly was like, "Don't worry, no one's going to hit on her because they're going to think she's a parent." <laughs> she literally a, looks a like 438. Yeah. She's going to be a chaperone. <laughs> Why would you choose a dress, a strapless dress that like hugs all your curves and like enhances your tits and ass as like your and daughter's then- dress? Like what? And instead of just like a cute sequin, like off the shoulder dress that was like short, but like it was cute. It was cute. It looked like a high school formal dance dress. Yeah. And this dress she's wearing has a fin. She can't even like move in it. She's taking like teeny. <laughs> like She's like the alien spy girl in Mars Attacks. <laughs> she is. She's taking like teeny little baby steps everywhere. Like yeah. she can't like get down and like dance at prom. <laughs> Yeah, the other one's like she can move. She can do the Cupid shuffle. She can do like the electric slide. Maybe Kathy is like feeling better about that dress because she knows that if Victoria's seen making out with a high school boy, she'll get arrested because the police will think <laughs> that she's like a teacher fucking one of the students. <laughs> then she decides I'm get that dress. <laughs> to have the talk with her in this like literal silence of the lamb's lair mm-hmm. this literally and, is buffalo bill's closet it was and and victoria was like taking it in good stride but was like mom please not here like i already know everything i don't think victoria knew that this was gonna happen no then also the most inappropriate place to have this conversation like a on camera and then also in this like dress barn yeah everything was just do this not in front of us that's what this episode should be called yeah um melissa has k-mac and the other producers come over to start recording on display in her studio and it was really uncomfortable <laughs> so... first of all there's a seasonal candle burning in the background like a what red like it looked like, it like some kind Yankee. of yeah, it looked like some kind of like Christmas Yankee candle. It's like a cinnamon Yankee. Melissa already off to a terrible start. She, I know that she's probably like a massive Yankee head. Oh, for sure. And Joe Gorga's sitting there, and Melissa makes a ridiculously like racist. It's so I I don't even like want to talk about it. It was just so deeply bad. I drew my mouth and just like fell open. She says something like once you go. She tried to like insinuate when the once you go black, you never go back. Like saying, but then and telling these guys that are working for both her and Joe, I guess at this point that like Joe's jealous of them because of that. And then Joe's like laughing and they're kind of laughing, but it just feels like really uncomfortable for 
everyone they were involved, they were, mostly them i would say i think they did not they were like ha ha yeah like we just want to get out of this what basement a great studio way to kick off like your work session together <laughs> <laughs> i wrote i wrote i'm gonna kill myself <laughs> I just wrote no in all caps, like underlined five times, yeah. two exclamation points. Ugh. But that was true. I'm going to kill myself territory. KMS. KMS. She, then she Melissa does like... sings the first verse. <laughs> and I wrote, well, first oh, the wow. music starts. <laughs> they start. They 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 start the, the production for this song. The production is great. Yeah, and they start the production, and then Melissa just is in the other side, and she goes, "What do you What do you want me to do?" And the guy goes, "Well, start singing." And she goes, "Oh, oh yeah." He goes, first verse." She says, "You just like, tell oh. me when to come in. I need to. You tell me." I love that. Like she doesn't even know her own song. I don't think she knows how to read music. Then she sings the first <laughs> verse, and it was. I like, can feel the weight of the world. She's. Uh, it's terrible. Rancid. Rancid. Rotten. But to be fair, Joe is also making this very uncomfortable, like bringing like this sexual element into it. He's like, get sexy, grab the mic like you're grabbing me, like just watching over everyone. It's very like sinister energy to have in the stew. Like, yeah. Why can't you just like leave your wife in there to like do her creative thing with the her producers? Like, what's the fucking problem? Yeah, there's like a weird dominance thing going on that yeah. only Joe is perpetuating, and it's really it's it's not good. And then eventually Melissa sounds a little better, but like it's she got it together. By the end, nervous. I was like, this is a bop. I was like, this is the best Housewives song maybe that's ever oh, been it, produced. I think I agree. Except Kim Dolciak's original demo. I'm on a tightrope between me and you. There's a tightrope between me and you. And I can uh, 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 That was her first original concept. I don't even, I can't even remember that one. It's been so long. Hey. Hey. Um, I love that Melissa's singing about like paparazzi. I know. They're like, all trying to get her. Yeah. Like who? No. She's manifesting. NewJersey.com. Yeah, mm. she is. Caroline joins Lauren and... <laughs> The boys and Jacqueline for a kickboxing class. Mm-hmm. And just, like, refuses with, to do any of it. With Salvatore, for the solution, Ferreira. <laughs> I was into, I was him. into him. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. I wrote... PMHP. Plow. Speed yeah. the plow. Fist me. Fist me. <laughs> it was... He give was me, like, give my ass the Give solution. me liberty. <laughs> give, give me liberty, liberty or, or give, give me death. death. <laughs> Salvatore walks in. They all go, it's the solution. And then he comes in and they're doing a intense kickboxing. Lauren's not there to mess around. No, she has a lot of shit to work out. I was into her. Like, I was so into her, like, just unleashing on these mats. 
She's unleashing. I love her and Jacqueline being like workout buddies together. Like they, I love their relationship. Yeah. Like I'm into them. And then Caroline's just like being annoying. And at one point she sits down and Salvatore is like, get up. Like maybe you need some orange slices or something. And Caroline goes, I'm friggin' 50 years old. I want some water. I'm going to have some water. And he goes, yeah, go on and get some water. And then she, he sits down. He's like, yeah, you want, you want a, some orange juice? You want some orange slices? And she goes, no, I'm just 50. I'm friggin' 50. I'm friggin' 50. <laughs> meanwhile, Lauren's like, Lauren's turning it out. And yeah. meanwhile, Caroline just lectured her about like exercising. And I was like, hmm. I know. Also, I think Caroline might like that Lauren... Is a eight pound sausage and a five pound. Ooh. That's my hot take. Is that maybe it makes Caroline feel a little bit better about herself? Damn. That's dark but realistic. I'm out of my I'm out of my comfort zone here. I'm freaking fifty. I'm freaking fifty. <laughs> hey, I'm freaking fifty. What are you talking about? I don't know about this place. Why the fuck did you even come here? Yeah. 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 Um, then we cut to the final... Uh, the intervention. The brunch of, the brunch of doom. <laughs> this is the worst brunch of my life. Uh, Jack, Chris, her ex-husband, and Jody. What's her ex-husband's name? Bobby, Billy, Bobby. I, I think know. it's Bobby. Um, they meet before Ashley's late as usual, and they and play the game by just like shit talking her relentlessly over like hearty bloody marys. And then Chris proposes that they all go in a room and throw Ashley around and smash her face in. I was like, what? He literally is like, we should just all punch her around. He literally is like, we should just beat the shit out of her to get our aggression yeah. out. <laughs> I'd say he, once an episode, Chris Lorita like advocates for violence against women. I mean, it's like one it's time. It's a theme with him. It's now a theme because it's happened at least three times and it's I think a running more than that. trend. Yeah. Something happened in the Lorita house. Uh, I would say, uh, yes. You ever tried beating her? You ever tried beating her? Jalen's like, I'll just lend you <laughs> some slapjacks. I'll I got a whole a, pantry. A whole pantry full of them. You take them at any time you need them. I'm then Ashley busy. comes in and as she's walking over, Jacqueline goes, oh, here she is looking like Lindsay Lohan. And she's wearing Jacqueline's. Ashley looks like she's wearing a white fedora. She does look like Lindsay Lohan. But also, let's just clarify too she's wearing this like little white summertime fedora in the dead of winter she's <laughs> with like a black got her hair straightener out and like straightened her hair and then put on her little panama hat and decided to go hit yeah. brunch she looks like she looks like one of the people in like the movie the boys from brazil <laughs> and she has a literal shadow over her face she looks like she looks like one of the evil like Nazi doctors that like you know when Melania Trump wore that really creepy white fedora in like Egypt I think 
and everyone was comparing her to like this Nazi doctor from. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. she looks the, like the Nazi doctors that like fled to South America. Yeah, and, like lived out the rest of their days in like Argentina. Yeah, yeah, and she she comes in and she has a she has like her face looks like the shadow of an eclipse. And that's when you know that you're rock bottoming. Cause I have, I've had that face. Yeah. It's not the look. It's not, she's not looking fresh. I'll just put it that e- way. Eclipse face. It's real. I had it when I was doing a ton of MDMA. Solar eclipse there face. There was no light behind my eyes. And that's what she has. She's got to be doing coke. That's the only way you can For stay up sure. all night and stay out all night. Or ecstasy. Yeah. Probably both. Um, or all... more. I mean, who fucking knows? Yeah. Honestly. Could be anything. Crocodile. This is where, though, the, the kind of amicable vibe between the two couples, this is where you start to see, like, how it's sort of, there's, like, a little bit of a power play going on. Um, like you see Chris try to exert discipline and then you see her biological father kind of ignore Chris and like, be like, I love you. I love, you know, and like, it's, you really see Ashley being torn in all different directions Yeah, and it's like, it's very dark to watch. Well, the way they approach this conversation is unhelpful from the jump because if they really want to know like if they really want to get where Ashley a sense of where Ashley's head is at and then help her achieve her long-term goals it would be more of a str- like strategy planning conversation with all of them being like okay you want to move to California like how much money do you think you're going to need like what what can you do to make x amount of money like we'll match you with this amount like Really being like, okay, we're on board. Like, let's figure out how to make this happen for you. And instead, it's like they're basically setting her up to fail. Yeah, they can be like... They're keying her up to be like, what do you want to do? You're late looking like Lindsay Lohan. What are you? What are your goals? And then she says it and they're like, basically, you're like, no, you're no, so no. stupid if you think that that's like going to happen. And you're also yeah, like they a sh- brat. They should give her like an, a deadline, like you if you work for the neck till summertime like at a a full-time like even if it's like at cvs or like some like a job nearby like just just like a just to make money like wait tables like do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. until like we'll give you till august and then that will be your date to move to california but like you have to work till then we will help you out any way we can with like securing you like, you know what I mean? Helping like, cause obviously they have the means to do that so they can, if they give her an end date, then she has something to work towards and she has something to look forward to. And she can like tell people like, Oh, I'm moving to California at the end of the summer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it's like, it, and it's legitimate. It's not just her being like, I'm thinking California. Like instead you're right. They like, they just, ambush her and like cut her yeah and tell her that her like dreams are stupid how does she ever think she'll do this like she's so ungrateful and like blah 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 and it's like okay those are you're having like two separate conversations in this one like if you want to confront her about how her behavior has been like disrespectful and inappropriate that's 
one conversation that you can have, but it definitely shouldn't be happening now. Like, yeah, you're either trying to help her and like figure out how to like get her kind of up and running and like creating actionable goals that she can achieve, or you're telling her like, this isn't going to cut it. Like you need to make a plan of how you're going to like, it just is, I felt for her in this situation. I did too. Like, it's so unhelpful for everyone. Jacqueline gets to play out her own like performative victim narrative that she always likes to do in these situations. And like, um, Ashley gets to like throw Jacqueline's like own past mistakes in her face, which honestly, if Jacqueline is so triggered by Ashley being like, well, I didn't have a kid at 20, like pulling that card. I just wrote Jacqueline needs to go to therapy. Like if that sets her off where she's like so upset, she has to like leave the room and she can't like keep calm and then goes and like is heaving sobs in a corner somewhere. Like you need to get your shit together. Yeah. Grow the fuck up issues that you haven't dealt with. That's like, this is going to really like make you fall apart completely. Yeah. Be the parent. Like this is your kid. They're like, and yeah, and you're right. It is like she she gets off. She gets something out of like there's a payoff to being like victimized by Ashley. And then Chris like comes in and defends her. And then he comes down on Ashley. And then Jacqueline gets to be kind of hide behind Chris. And then like Jacqueline's it's, it's really. More, yeah, she's more obsessed with proving like how evil Ashley is to like everyone around her than really trying to like understand her and come to some sort of like solace with her yeah and and i think there is something also to like she's extra on hygiene because it's in front of her ex-husband and like i think she there's i do think there's like a competitiveness between the two of them yeah for for ashley's like affection and i think like i said before like when he babies ashley after chris disciplines her i think he wants to be perceived as like the fun one or like the one that ashley like really wants to be what it's very it's really complicated and like i don't have experience with like divorce but it's like i'm sure it's triggering for people who have gone through that seeing jacqueline also make like little barbs at ashley and like it's like she doesn't fight fair either but then because Mm -hmm. she cries and like acts like so devastated and hurt then it like diminishes everything that ashley's saying when ashley kind of does try and stick up for herself and makes that point where she's like what did i say like i never she knows that she said like the asshole thing she knows exactly what buttons to push on her mom but it's also like she didn't really say anything that's not necessarily true yeah, she's she she brings up things that obviously she knows her mom is sensitive about, which is like not which is can be used can be weaponized, but but sometimes the truth is the truth, but it can also be Ashley smart enough to know that her mom has like that boundary, I think. Yeah. And she and, and also, she likes to cross it. I'm sure Jacqueline's made it pretty clear to Ashley that like that she wasn't planning she, on it yeah like she's getting that her behavior is all learned behavior that she's picked up from the people around her so like yeah i mean she's gonna she's like younger and less mature so she's gonna like use that to like 
get back at them. Oh, yeah. Also, at a certain point, it's like, okay, because Jacqueline repeatedly says, like, I just don't want you to end up like me. And it's like, when you say that enough, like, at a certain point, it's time to just accept, like, yeah, you had a kid young. Who fucking cares? Like, move on. Like, it happened. Like, everything happens for a reason. It's still your fucking kid. You're still her mom. Like, you have to love her. And when you say things like, I just don't want you to end up like me, you're inferring that, like, Ashley was a mistake. And when you get that, when you get told that, like, every day, I'm sure that's, like, really fucking hard. And it's, like, it sends such a bad message, I think, to the to the kid that they're, like, that they were a mistake. And then she has these two other younger siblings who were, like, born into this big family and they're, like, biological and, you know what I mean? And it's, like, mm-hmm. that must be hard for Ashley to see, like, the li- the parallel realities, like, the two realities, like, that she and her siblings have lived. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's, not like. not related to anyone in that no. family. No. Except the two brothers, but like, and Jacqueline, but it's like, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm usually like a very anti Ashley, but I felt really bad for her in this episode. And I know that she's like fucking unbearable and annoying, but like, I think she's 20 years old. Imagine if some of your family did this to you when you were 20, I would be so pissed. Yeah, I mean, like, come to brunch. We're gonna like basically kick you out of the house on camera on a, our reality show, and make fun of how you're dressed. I mean, her, she dresses like shit. She, she kind of she dresses that. like shit. <laughs> she deserved that. You can dress like shit, but still not deserve to be like shit on on Real Housewives yeah. in New Jersey. I'm obsessed mm. with the guy that's sitting behind in the booth, like right behind them. Who like Jacqueline starts raising her voice and she goes, "You know what? You're so savage!" And like the, you see this guy's like scared face, like, Ooh. and then he keeps yeah. like kind of turning around, and then you can tell like the whole family that's sitting behind them in the booth is like very uncomfortable with the fact that they're like privy to this like family's drama. Then Ash, yeah, Jacqueline goes, "You're so ungrateful. You're the biggest brat I've ever met," and she runs. Out of the brunch place into like the back area where like some dark like banquet zone, like event space, and like sits on a bunch of chairs and just cries. And then Chris comes back and she's like, <laughs> Get your shit together. You're a grown fucking woman. You're 40 years old. You're 40 like, years old and you are permanently stuck at the same age as your daughter. Like you fight like a teenager. <laughs> it's like you're and she's like choke crying like what the fuck if you're gonna really lose it like this you shouldn't be meeting up at a restaurant right now go to therapy get go to help. therapy go to therapy go on lexapro so do they kick ashley out does she like move out and is gone from this show after this um she eventually dyes her hair blonde and then they move and then they send her away to Texas. Chris's first she goes to Texas and then she ends up at and then she gets kicked out of that. The dad kicks her out because she's like oh. doing the same thing there. And then she moves to like one of Chris's siblings who live in like Utah and they're like basically it's like a sober boot camp. But I think she 
causes problem a ruckus there so she gets like she gets kicked out of ev- so like there's this there's a scene where they drop her off at the newark airport and she's just like has like sweatpants on and like a tie-dye shirt and like a duffel and she's like a big pillow and like her blonde hair and flip-flops and she's like yeah whatever i'll see you guys soon and then she just and then you just never see her again she never, never. comes back amazing yeah. an unceremonious exit she has like butterscotch hair do they refer to her ever yeah I, I mean jacqueline skypes with her and like she chris's sibling like i think it's his sister who's like some like ranch person another and, like, lorita yeah and then they like uh, is there also i mean they they chris and Caroline have a gay brother, Jamie. And I think at one point she might live with him and his husband or something. And they're like this and they are like super strict with her. I some she gets passed around to all the the whole family. Like so it's like a Lorita affair. Why does she have to get like I don't understand this. Like, why are you passing because, around a 20 year old to like other family members know. being like you deal with her? Like, just just fucking give her like, honestly, let just her just move on her, her own. off. Yeah. Just be like, you don't have any more money. Sorry. Wherever you want to move, it's on you. You can God stay bless. here. You can't have a car. Like, maybe cutting her off would be the best thing they could do. Yeah. They just are like, enabling. Even- even last season when she was like living at her boyfriend's house and like coming over to do laundry, like Jacqueline let her still come do laundry at her house. And like Jacqueline did her laundry, like cut her the fuck off. Yeah. Cut her off. And she, it will, that would maybe be, they should have done that a year ago. Like that would have been the best thing for her probably. Yeah. Well, she gets repeatedly like rewarded for bad behavior. She just like got a fucking Jeep with a $500 a month car payment. It's crazy. That's, That's more crazy. than my insurance. <laughs> Same. I lease a car too, and it's like way less than that. And and that and was she, in 2011. That would be like $700 a month now. Insane. I pay $200 a month. I think I pay, oh, I pay like 317 Oh. Well, yeah, they, she gets, at one point she gets like, She's at this like ranch and they're like, well, we did arts and crafts today or something like the sibling calls them and she's like, I get this girl's out of her like they're And I'm like, and they're all shitting on her still. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, what do you want from her? Send her either send her to like a fucking outward bound, like scared straight boot camp or just cut her off. If you're 21 years old, like you're 22, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Why would you even want to be at one of those? Because crazy... she's so. Because I think she's desperately longing for like a family. Yeah. So it's like she's she she's like addicted to like. Anyway. Maybe we should listen to her that. podcast. We'll learn a thing or two about her life. Now I'm intrigued. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. And then it's a real um, cliffhanger of an episode. It's to be continued. The saga of Ashley. The saga. The saga of Ashley. And, and that's that, about it. This episode comes to a close. We'll see you next week.
Yeah, see you next more. time. TSB, you can follow Laura at Lars Marie on Instagram and Twitter, where she's becoming more active again on Twitter. I was, and then I got off social media for like two weeks. It was just like social media overload, but now I'm like slowly re-entering the sphere. You need to be on social. You need to be on Twitter specifically for Ana de Armas updates. The Ana de Armas updates are really good. They troll her so much, and also, are she and Ben Affleck just? Do they just live outside now? All they do is take walks. I think that they just have a constant paparazzi on call to photograph their every waking moment together. It's like, okay, we get it. He's a new man. He has a new girlfriend. The family loves her. Like, enough. I'm so sick of seeing them together. I don't care. It's It's too much. Who is orchestrating this? Her PR people need to... They all need to reel it the fuck in. Every day there's a new thing. That we need Look, to see I'm, maybe once every two weeks an update. It's been every day. It's an every day, and, they, and it's and they never wear are wearing masks, and the Anna de Armas updates always mentions like here's Anna de Armas walking through Brentwood without a mask as usual. <laughs> like they're just they troll the fuck out of them. But I'm like, do they? I think they just like sleep in hedges and then like appear in the morning. Mm-hmm. Look, they're always, and she's always looking right at the camera. Yeah, right at her friend, the paparazzi that's paid to document their every move. Yeah, Jesus Christ, shut the fuck up. God, Anna Darkness really came out of nowhere and milked the whole Hollywood system for all it's fucking worth. Usually it takes a few years for people to like turn on a celebrity. It did not and take now, long at all. Literally, I just learned who she was like at this year's award season. And now it's like I can't fucking get rid of her. Crazy. I'm so over it. It's really it's too many, too many picks. Too, too many, many cooks. So just like. Stop. I'm, res- I'm resisting. I'm in a yeah. place of resist with Anna Darmus and Ben Affleck. Yeah. Um, we're in the resistance. We're viva the resistance. Viva la resistance. Um, if you want bonus episodes, we do weekly bonus episodes on Patreon. That can be listened to by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast. And, and I would like to recommend... I know Pride Month is over, but it's still, you know, um, I think you've also been, you've donated to them, but the Okra Project is really cool and they're, they provide culturally relevant meals to homeless, to black trans people who are in need and it's a really good resource and I've been reading about them a lot and I've been donating to them like what I can and I think, I know Pride Month is over, but it's, we still have to carry Pride on that. Pride may be over, but Pride never ends. Pride never ends. So it's up on... I have a link in my bio right now for Okra Project. And oh, I, know I Laura haven't donated ha- to them yet, but I will. I'll Maybe I'll set up a recurring donation for them. Yeah. You also... You, you've posted some... There was like an artist one that you posted, I think, that was really good. 
There's right. a lot of trans. I've been kind of intermittently donating to what pops up kind of on my Instagram feed, but there's a lot of good GoFundMe's set up, which I kind of like donating to because it goes just directly to the person. In yeah. Need. Um, but there are a lot. The Okra lot. Project is PayPal too, which so it's it's just straight to the stores. So love it, love it. <sighs> well. well. Happy July, Midsommar. Happy Midsommar. We'll see you next time. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.